0: Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning, this is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is the fifth in a five-part series on how to take control of your time in the new year. This week, I've been talking about five strategies that I know will help you feel less busy and get more done because they've definitely helped me. The first strategy was to track your time. I hope you're five days into that now. But if not, you can start today. Start on any day. It's always helpful to know where the time really goes. The second strategy was to build in an extra hour for something you really want to do. The third strategy was to treat your priorities as real emergencies. The fourth strategy was to try doing things at unorthodox times. By being flexible, we can make more space in already full lives. And now the final strategy, the fifth one, is to create more white space. I know that in our society, it's almost a badge of honor to talk about how busy we are. How's life? Busy. How was your weekend? Busy. We talk about how much we have going on, all the projects at work, the projects at home. The implication of all this is that we are very, very important, as evidenced by this high demand for our time. But in my years of studying how people spend their time, I found something interesting. Many of the most important people I've studied have a surprising amount of white space in their lives. They do not schedule every minute. They consciously use the power they have over their time to try to be less busy, which is definitely something I've been working on learning to do. And there are a lot of practical reasons for building in open space. Time tracking has shown me that everything takes longer than I think it will. Somebody can ask for 30 minutes at 10 a.m., but for some reason that call will start late and something will come up, and if I schedule something else at 10.30, I'll really need to force the issue. Or if I'm trying to get out the door with my kids, I look at the clock as I'm calling for everyone to get shoes on. We climb in the car and I look at the clock again, and Shockingly, some non-zero amount of time has passed in the interim. Transitions aren't instantaneous. Ever. Yet we often assume they are. Very few people enjoy being late and rushing. Creating white space in a schedule can make life feel more calm right there. I also think it makes us more productive. Because white space allows us to seize opportunity. If the person on my 10 o'clock call has some wonderful ideas he wants to discuss, and I'm excited about these ideas, it's really nice not to be furtively glancing at the clock, trying to figure out how I can hang up in order to start my 10.30 call on time. Whitespace invites these opportunities as we linger in good conversations or talk to people that we might not talk to when we feel starved for time. We've talked in plenty of previous episodes of Before Breakfast about how to build in white space. And one of my favorites is to be very careful about saying yes to things. Don't just ask whether you're free. Really consider if it's a smart use of your time. And one way to gauge this is to ask of any request whether you'd be willing to do it tomorrow. You know exactly what you have on your plate tomorrow and how much energy you're likely to have. We have absolutely no idea what our answers will be to these questions six months from now. Since it's hard to say no, the bias is to say yes. And this is what leads to our kicking ourselves about being overcommitted. I also recommend looking at your calendar once a week, maybe on Friday afternoons as you look at the week ahead. Figure out what doesn't have to happen. If you're going to cancel that Wednesday meeting, it's better to do it on Friday, when everyone can make other plans versus Wednesday five minutes before start time, when you realize just how busy you are. You might see that a 60-minute in-person meeting could be handled in a five-minute phone call. If that's the case, pick up the phone and make that call. Or you might see that four people from your team are scheduled to be in a meeting that's just about keeping your team informed. Probably one of you can do that. A meeting is not the popular kid's table in the middle school cafeteria. Do what you can to free up space. And please, try to create white space at home, too. As I create our kids' activity schedules, I try to keep one completely open day with no activities. This is harder than it sounds with four, and soon to be five, kids and all sorts of things. But it's nice to have one day where we can relax, or the kids can put on their jammies at 4 p.m. if they want, or they can schedule longer homework projects or reschedule things that got bumped from other days. On weekends, we schedule some family adventures, but leave some open time too. Life is really about the balance. So as you're studying your schedule this week, I challenge you to consciously create more white space. Can you create a workday with no meetings or appointments? If that's not possible, how about an afternoon or morning? Or at least two hours open per day? You won't wind up twiddling your thumbs, trust me. This time we'll get filled with something. But leaving it open allows you to deal with what comes up, rather than being flustered by the unexpected. Because life is unexpected. You don't know for sure what will happen, but something will. Creating white space allows you to deal with it. I hope you've enjoyed this five-part series this week on making the most of your time in the new year. If you do enjoy this podcast, please tell a friend. And be sure to rate and review Before Breakfast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod.